Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. matters with your host alice aspen march alice is here to discuss why the kind of attention we get and give to others is vital and impacts our behavior and our feelings people can remember forever the kind of attention they got from teachers parents and grandparents dentists from everyone in their lives especially when it feels good and or feels bad Alice is here to give you tools to intervene in your attention factor. So please welcome the host of Attention Matters, Alice Aspen March. And Alice Aspen March is alive with her radio show called Why Our Attention Matters. And Johnny DeBrito, who was my guest last week, Agreed to come back again because there's so much to talk about when you move to another city where you are starting a new job in an industry that you've never been in before. And I just want to I want to give our tips and talk to Johnny because he is so conversant and so clear. Hello, Johnny DeBrito. Hi, Aspen. Thanks for having me back on. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, that was kind of a mess last week. But uh, my my uh, ear I, I want to say earmuffs. My earphones were not <laughs> plugged in, nor were my earmuffs. Anyway, you have successfully completed two of the most powerful, most most difficult jobs that people can do. One is to move from city to city, 
where I know you have family there, but that's still a big move. you got to start all over. Right. And from career to career. And I put our number on, on Facebook and maybe, excuse me, we'll get some good questions because we could, we could give attention to other people today. How about I that? I love that. Let's okay. See. Let's see. Can you tell me how you find the difference in your new job in the real estate industry from your other, from your previous job in the hospitality industry? Well, I think there are a lot of similarities. And I'm happy to say that I'm enjoying the real estate industry even more. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. Um, you see, I think the perfect example is our relationship. You walked in one day to the Ritz-Carlton and you were my guest and I treated you like you deserve to be treated. I gave you the attention that you were seeking, you and your granddaughter, and you had a great experience and you walked out and left. Um, and luckily for me, you kept coming back. Right? And yeah. it would only be for it would only be for an afternoon tea or, or lunch or, or whatever. a glass of wine, whatever it was. It was it was short lived, but very pleasant. And then I left and went to the peninsula, and you were there too, for the same reasons. And we always got to see each other, but it was always brief. Um, and we've been able to stay in touch. We have a relationship that we both foster. And I call you every once in a while to check in. You call me every once in a while to check in, and we get to do this radio show together. Um, what I'm trying to say is, is that in real estate, I have the ability to build these relationships and take them through from beginning to end, where it's, okay, we're looking to buy a home and we're starting from scratch and we work through it. We get under contract eventually and all the way through closing. And then after closing, I mean, the relationships are, are built and there's a lot more interaction and there's a lot more time spent and the relationships are just as strong, if not stronger, because I feel like my clients in real estate, they know me a little bit more and they've been in the trenches with me a little longer. <laughs> um, and so that's a big similarity. And then the, the idea of being able to create new relationships and, and foster them. You know, I hope that answers uh, your question. I, I, perfectly. But you are a master at relating. And our relationships are really the most important part of our lives. I got to tell you what I found the other day. The Ritz-Carlton card of Johnny DeBrito, the Star Lounge. How about that? Is this a, a collector's item? <laughs> It should be, but uh, maybe in a couple of years. Yeah, right. But I was so thrilled that I still had it, you know. And then I will never forget that forget that day when I went through that. The, I don't know what to call it, but it was an awful thing. It was a uh, brain spasm or something, and you were so kind and so wonderful, and you didn't get. You just stayed with me like a family member. And you said, where are you going now? When I came back to Earth. And I said, I'm going out for lunch, I think. He said, 
are you really? I said, yes, I really am. And uh, I did. But you were right. You were so present and accounted for. You know, that means a lot. That means a whole lot. I appreciate you remembering me for that. And, and I was happy to have been there for you in that, in that moment. Yeah, it was a crazy moment. And I didn't know what was happening. And you just sat there and listened to me till I came back. Wow. And you know, and I, I went outside and I went to lunch at Bergdorf Goodman. And then uh, I talked to my doctor and he said, well, I want you in emergency right away. I couldn't find a cab. It was like six o'clock on a, I don't remember what day, but there were no taxis. So I saw this black car sort of cruising. And I went up to him and I said, could you take me to uh, to whatever hospital it was that they wanted me to go to? He said, ma'am, I am not a taxi driver. This is my personal car. He says, do you have to go to the hospital? And I said, well, yes, my doctor would like to meet me there. And he said, get in, I'll take you. And he did. So I had two men that day who really took care of me. I'll never, I don't remember him today, but uh, he dropped me off and he says, good luck. And I was up for a whole night and it was scary, but I survived that, that one too. Yeah, I have such strange events happen to me. I don't know why, but anyway, I'll never go back to that hospital again. Yeah, that's part of life. These things happen, and and fortunately, you're okay now. I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you. But you know what? When you this is this is because we had a relationship. You never know. When somebody's going to show up in your life to save it, right? Right, and and what I knew about you because of our relationship was that you were you were an author and you were a public speaker, and when you weren't um, using your words like you usually do correctly, um, I was concerned. Well, so was I. I think I said to you, Johnny, I'm not talking straight, am I? You know, I was in a very stressful situation with you. I was acting for a big favor. And you know, when that event occurred, it was evidently over my gradient. You know, I it was unusual. It was something I didn't do. And I was not comfortable doing it. And I think that's what happened to me. So we need people in our life in various areas that know us and know when something's not right. You know, this was almost 10 years ago. Can you believe that? Right, right. Time time has flown. I can't believe that. Next March or April, whenever it was, it will be 10 years. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad glad I was there for you. And I'm glad that that driver was there for you, too. Me, too. Me, too. So it really... It really gives you an added level of asking for help, you know? When you are comfortable with people, you could, excuse me, I need your help, or you act like you need someone's help. And that's very important. I mean, our, our lives are so busy these days and so strange. Um, uh, 
we we've got to feel comfortable with people. We've got to know them. And that's when you when you know about attention and relationships because attention are are really the part the the essence of a relationship is to give that other person the kind of attention they you know they need. And then it gets very simple, doesn't it? It does. Yes. Indeed. I've I, I I have got all kinds of people now asking their partners, their employees, uh, their students, what kind of attention do you need from me? And it's important to follow that up with this sentence. If you don't know right now because you've never thought about it, well, mm-hmm. please think about it and write it down and tell me so that I know what you need. Yep, that's the important part. It is. And if you're comfortable with somebody and they're comfortable with you, it's like asking, what time is it? You know, it's not a big deal. What kind of attention do you want from me? And sometimes you have to say, well, you know, right now I don't know, but I'll think about it and I'll tell you so you'll know. And it's really giving that other person a huge gift because it empowers them to know what you want and need. Are you there? Yes, yes, I'm still here. You're thinking. I'm I can thinking. Think I'm, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> so you moved, you moved okay. to New York City in, in, in November of 2009, is that right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And so we've known each other since since then. I remember you coming into the Ritz around that time. Well, you were such an unusual New Yorker, really. And I just, I, I think I took a time out. I came into uh, into your spot and I just, I was tired and I needed somebody to say hello to me. And you came right over and you said, hello, can I help you? And we started to talk. And I was at the fancy Ritz-Carlton, where you were the host of that room, the Star Lounge. Is it still in existence? In existence? Yes. Oh, yes, my. I haven't been there in too long, but yes. Okay, we got to take a commercial break, Johnny. We'll be back, and we have more things to talk about. And if anybody calls us up, we'll talk to them, too. Mike Zorick, a three-time California state champion in Greco-Roman wrestling at 114 pounds. Mike, blind since birth, was born in Hartford, Connecticut. He was a six-time national placer, including two seconds, two-thirds, and two-fourths. He also won the Veterans Folkstyle Wrestling twice at 152 pounds. In all these tournaments, he was the only blind competitor. Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with his daughter and helped her fine-tune her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for The Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the B. BBM Global Network. 
Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it. And we're back on why our attention matters and you should you should one of the things that we really need to do in life is say to people you know i wish you knew what kind of attention i i needed or why don't you ask me what kind of attention i'd like from you because it's very important that the people around you know ultra important it's vital and I was just telling Johnny that I, who has just gone into the real estate business, that when I bought my house in Los Angeles, I lived in it for 35 years. I raised my youngest child from two to 12. And he was near a bus line, and he was near a, a, the school. He could walk to the school. And we were near a main street. And this was what I needed for my kids. It wasn't only the house. We redid the house twice. It's still a gorgeous house. Although the people who have lived in it. You know, I lived in it 35 years. And then it's had four people in it since 2004. Or 2000. And I saw it. I went to visit it. And the man who lived in it asked me if I'd like to do the kitchen again. How about that? Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I, we. I, I lived in Santa Monica for a brief amount of time before the pandemic, and I loved it. I love Brentwood. I love that area in Los Angeles. Me, too. And I don't blame I, you. I, uh, I really didn't know where I wanted to live be, until I rented an apartment. I came from Michigan. See, these are all needs. People say to me, now, well, we just rented an apartment before we bought a house. And I think that's a prerequisite when you're moving from town to town. What do you think? I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. I think there are some needs um, for certain people. So when it comes to pets, like we talked about last time, you might want to rent to fill out the neighborhood. You might want to rent to make sure you have um, outdoor space for your dog. Um, or you might want to buy right away too, because you know, an area that you love and you know that you have, I mean, you might find out differently and you might find out otherwise, but I think, I think it all depends on the person. Oh, of course. But you could help the people by telling them of your experiences, how it was so positive for you. Right. You know, when, and, when I, and I perfect, it, I'm sorry to cut you. I'm Go sorry ahead. to jump in here, but, but I'm sorry to jump in, but the reality is, is that I'm renting right now. And so this was the right thing that we needed to do 
in our move to Colorado uh, rent and, and kind of feel it out because we do have another life there back in New York. <laughs> we have an apartment there not too far from you, Alice. Well, I hope you come back and visit here. Oh, yeah, we will. We will for sure. And we'll do afternoon tea. Oh, Just good. like old times. Okay. You know, when I moved to New York, I'd been here several times. I, I tested how much I liked it. And I stayed right across from the plaza in a, in a hotel called AKA. But when right. it came, and it was very good because I could cook there, I could do whatever I wanted, and I had a very nice place, and I, it was centrally located. But when I decided to move here, I went out of that neighborhood because I knew I had to choose to be near Lincoln Center. It wasn't even finished. It was just an intuitive hit. And so I live, my back door goes right out across, to the bridge that goes right into Lincoln Center, which was built after I moved here. And that beautiful gives area. Beautiful. And I feel so empowered. I got all my needs met. The first winter here, which was in 2009, I got walking pneumonia. And there's this wonderful grocery store called Gourmet Garage right across the street. And you don't think that I am grateful to have that there? Yes, sir. That's a And all the people there, too, right? And all the people there that are looking after you and looking out for you. Oh, oh the staff here is fabulous. It's my, it's my new chosen family. Really, really, really. They know me. And I've so, been a, what? Yeah. Go and ahead. so if I can ask you a question, if I can ask you, how did, did you have a realtor or a broker that you worked with that helped you get into that apartment? Yes, of course I did. I tried to do it myself. That did not work. <laughs> That's the bottom Doesn't line. Always work. And I asked somebody if they had a broker because they had moved around New York, and she said, "I got the best broker in the in the world who will who has a car, and will drive you." Which was a plus. And I I looked at thirty apartments because she could drive me, and I'd come out and I'd say, "Oh no, take me to another one." <laughs> and the one I'm in now, which is a corner apartment. And I've got windows all over the place. Was number thirty. Amazing. And the, uh, it is. And the only reason I got it was that the real estate's grand, the real estate woman's gra grandfather died, who was representing the seller or the or the uh, renter or whatever. And she took it off the market for I don't know how long, but I was in, I was the first person to see it when it went on, when it went back on. Now there is you it go. That, there's, there there's I go. The edge. You would have never, there's the benefit of working with a realtor. You would have never found it. Absolutely. There are many benefits. Yeah, you're done? <laughs> and, yeah, no, I want to say that one of the benefits is, is for someone like me who, who knows an area and specializes in an area, specifically in Colorado now, I, I know the neighborhoods very well and I know where the grocery store is and I know where the schools are and wh where the better schools are, where the better grocery stores are, where the great staff is to, to be able to help make it an easier transition, to help it make feel like home, make Absolutely. you feel like you're at home. Yeah. 
there is, I, I, if I were you, I would just have a paper with all that written down. And it's, it's like giving somebody a living diary or something. Uh, when we exchanged homes in London, that's what they did. They wrote a whole paper with grocery stores, blah, 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 restaurants, friends. And, you know, the, the Brits aren't like we. we. We are very friendly. We have neighbors. We exchange stuff. The Brits do not. But they left us a neighbor, which was outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, this is so important that they they take that key away from you. They move in, and they don't know what to do. And if you if you talk about this before, they're already comfortable. Right. The key is the key is to have this this buyer appointment. If you're a buyer looking to buy in a new neighborhood or a new city or a new new state, even. Um, you sit down and you talk about these things that are important to you from the beginning. From the beginning. And from the beginning. Say, what kind of a, what, what are the things you need in your life? That's the same as asking what kind of a question, what kind of attention do you need? You know, what kind of exactly. storage? Exactly. Well, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, well. Amazing, amazing way to tie it back in. Yeah, it is, isn't it? But, you know, a new house in a new city is really stressful stressful beyond the whatever so you want to tell us some stories of moving and getting your new needs better tell us any stories about your new life i love it yes i want to tell you that the move was not easy um we shipped our belongings from new york city to denver colorado a year ago in four feet of snow it was oh, a blizzard my. that hit there was a blizzard that hit Evergreen, Colorado, where the where we had a storage space that was temporary. And and the truck that they had lugging our stuff across the country couldn't go up the hill because there was four feet of snow on it. So there are always going to be obstacles. There are always going to be challenges. And we figured our way around it. Uh, we ended up moving our things out of that truck into a smaller U-Haul and making more trips and, and making it happen and you know, you work hard to to get the job done, and and sometimes you got to wait it out, right, until the yeah. time's right. Uh, that's one story. Um, another story was, yes, we we knew where we wanted to live. We knew the neighborhood that that we liked, um, but but we had to come and, and give ourselves enough time to visit the apartments that we were interested in, and figure out what it was that we needed and what felt right and so we landed in a place that we're very happy with because it still feels right it still feels like home isn't that great and you said you're not very far from denver and we're in denver now we're in denver now and it's a neighborhood um called cherry creek oh okay which is it feels it feels a little like living in the city because we've got restaurants and coffee shops and malls and we're, we're close to a lot and it feels good not as you're, remote you're in a gorgeous state johnny oh yeah it's beautiful here and and i'm i'm living it up i'm enjoying every minute of it 
Oh, good. And you got yourself for your first pet. That's right. Is that, is that right? Have you lost right. it? After, have you lost it after a dog for many years? You know, to be honest, yes. We've we've wanted a dog for many years, and and we finally got one, and she's she's everything we imagined and more. She's a good oh. dog. She's right and by what, my side right now. And, <laughs> and where did you get her from? She's a rescue dog from Texas. Um, oh. My my mother-in-law, the same woman who who gave me the brilliant idea of getting into the real estate industry, she also fosters dogs, and so she fostered Zoe and 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 Zoe's siblings, and and we got to keep Zoe and bring Zoe home. Oh boy, a puppy! She was two months old at the time. We got her Thanksgiving two years ago, so we've had her for a little time now, but. Okay, we've got to go. I love. <laughs> we've got to go to another commercial break, but that's a great story. You got a super mother-in-law, my dear. I know. We'll be back. Thank God we're for alive. her. <laughs> and we're alive. Well, that's because of who you are. We'll be back. Thank we're you. quite alive, and we got two more sections. So stick with us. You never know what will come up. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it. Mike Zorick, a three-time California state champion in Greco-Roman wrestling at 114 pounds. Mike, blind since birth, was born in Hartford, Connecticut. He was a six-time national placer, including two seconds, two-thirds, and two-fourths. He also won the Veterans Folkstyle Wrestling twice at 152 pounds. In all these tournaments, he was the only blind competitor. Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with his daughter and helped her fine-tune her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for The Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the BBC. BBM Global Network. Uh, Johnny and I are talking about dogs all of a sudden and how supportive they are and how loving they are and how everybody at one point in their life should have a dog. Agreed. Agreed. And you know, 
but there are responsibilities of having a dog. And I think if we say to a young kid, this is going to be your dog and you're going to have to do this and this and this, they and we sort of sign them in, They, if they're four or five, they don't know what they're, they're signing into. And there's lots of stress with young kids and animals. Because we expect that they'll take care of that dog. You know, we're going we're gonna to buy you. This is going to be your dog. Don't do that to your kids. And some kids I can. Agree. You know? Right. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's healthy. It's healthy for the parents to be able to bring a dog in, but know that that responsibility is shared and try to create some sort of Connecting, yeah, connecting, but yeah, the the walking three or four times a day, and feeding and the cleaning up, and yeah, all those things are just like you mentioned when we first got on this call. What you did for your kids when you lived in L.A. and keeping them close to the school so they can walk and learn, and keeping them close to the school buses so they can take the bus and learn how to take the bus on their own. Those those things are valuable. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. And I knew what I was doing. I was I was remembering back to my own childhood and what I loved doing. And one of the things I loved doing was walking to school because I'd pick up friends all along the way. And we talked. And, and we talked we talked last um, last call about trust and responsibility. Yeah. Yes, yes. So here it comes back up it's coming back up again. Yeah, it is because it's part of it's part of living and growing up. And I don't think that our kids are getting enough of that today. Sitting in front of a screen, which they're doing, is a very passive kind of activity. I mean, there's so much research on this. You know, I did four and a half years of being a uh, an executive director. Uh, of a nonprofit which talked about the impact of television viewing on children and families. That's where I started in, in 1977. And um, I know too much. And I know that it's hard to have kids. It's not easy. And this has been an extraordinary difficult time. But I also know that our thing that there are things to do with kids when they're little, and if you don't do it, they're missing part of their lives. They're missing. They haven't got the. They don't get the memos. And when you all of a sudden you want them to be responsible, they don't know what you're talking about, and that's where the fights begin. You know, I I, I save things. I save a lot of things. That's what I'm putting away right now in my living room and it's driving me and everybody else crazy. Why do you have all this stuff all over? You know, they come in and that's what they say to me. Well, I'm in the process of of seeing what I kept for research. And this is one of the articles. It's, it's from 1998. Can you imagine? And I just want to I just want to read you the, the, uh, the headlines. A heartfelt message from parents to teens. We were angry when we shouldn't have been. We asked you questions we shouldn't have. We made mistakes and hurt your feelings. We didn't say, I'm sorry. 
or I love you often enough. Of course, please, parents, know that when you say I love you to a child, you have to back that up with action. Loving is attention is always an action. And if you don't treat them nicely, they don't feel loved. It's not enough to just say I love you. We argued with That's you. Right. What? You say something. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, oh, good. We laughed with you. We stayed awake in bed and worried when you stayed out later than your curfew. We watched you change before our eyes into strong young men and women who were about to leave us. We were scared and happy and sorry at the at the same time. Then it says, the thing we're most afraid of is that sometimes these things we worry about happen. Sometimes for no, uh, we want you to pass. We want to pass you a few dollars to help you through the rough times. We want to see you have children and watch you start all of this all over again. But we didn't do it all right. And and this is a note of apology. Can you believe it? From I saved it from 1998 for teens. This is a time when we really show teens how we feel. Boy, I'm feeling used up today. I'm feeling so... T I have 137 feelings that I've collected. I didn't know I, I could have so many. But we've got to... And nobody taught us about feelings. I don't know about you, but nobody in my generation... No, anyway. no one in my generation either. No. And, and feelings are very important in a relationship. You know, I can't handle this anymore. We've got to get some help in the house. I'm tired all the time. Or I need more help. I can't. And you sit down with teenagers and you say, you know, I, I, I feel I'm failing you because I'm not teaching you what it is to run a house. My mother never taught me how to iron. Fortunately, my son liked to iron, so I can't iron today, and I don't want to iron. <laughs> but there are things that we should teach with good feelings. You know, I love to iron because I, when I iron something, I finish a task. That's what somebody told me she, why she loves to iron. The task is finished. I can go do something else because so much is not ever finished. There's a lot to talk about attention and what we need, you know, because it shows up everywhere. Everywhere. Right. You know, I, I have an article about a woman in the grocery store who's a checker. And she got so tired of people not even looking at her when she was checking out the food that she started holding some of the food back. She was so angry. They went right through and they never even looked at her. There was no conversation, nothing. You know, if you say to somebody in that position who's uh, uh, taking an order or getting something for you, good job, they're going to smile because you acknowledged them and you gave them the kind of attention they needed. I practiced that. And I read it. I read it in one of my research books. I don't know why it it's so easy to do 
And why don't we learn that when we're young? Try it someday when you're in a restaurant and they do a good job with the menu. Hey, good job with the menu. And watch what happens. Their face will smile automatically. I went up to a man in a parking lot because I watched. I just stood there because I thought he's from Ethiopia. I got to acknowledge him because they're some of the most beautiful people in the world. So I watched him for a while, and then I went up, and I said, I bet you're from Ethiopia. How do you know, he says, because you're such a good-looking dude, and Ethiopians are really known to be very handsome people. Well, thank you. I didn't know that. But he was smiling 180 degrees around his whole head. And I was so pleased that I could... Yeah do that that's that's something that i try to do every once in a while too i try to give out compliments and 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 i see people often uh with their head down or or kind of just being too uh a little too serious and i try to especially when i had the opportunity in the hospitality industry that was that was fun for me helping people put their guard down a little bit especially in a city like new york Yes, yes, yes. Well, it's uh, somebody said to me, well, that's so ma- manipulative. Not if you do it with the utmost of integrity, because you have a skill. You know how much it means to somebody. Wouldn't you like to make their day or have them be singled out? People need to be noticed. They need to be noticed. They need to be witnessed, too. Lives need, need to be, be seen. Need to be seen. That's absolutely. You know what uh, President Clinton learned in Africa? That they don't say no. hello when they're hiking. They don't say they don't say hello. They say I see you. That's right. That's right. I heard that before. Yeah, and I think that's nice. Uh, I don't talk about this very often, but I had a boyfriend in uh, high school who when he talked to me, he looked over my head. And I always put, I put my hand on my head to see what was there. But he wasn't even looking at me. <laughs> Needless to say, I, I did not continue the relationship. You, you dumped him. Well, yeah, he, uh, yeah, it was sad. <laughs> I did, I did. But you know what, he gave me his ring. We went to a private school. And he was a big man on campus. And um, a couple of years ago, I sent back the ring because I thought it's really his. And he said, oh, the halcyon days. Alice, thank you so much. It doesn't fit anymore. But at least I did it. Yeah. It, was a, it was a big deal. This is so, back in Michigan, right? Yes. Yes. And I've never been to Michigan. I've never been to Michigan. What's Michigan like? Uh, it's a beautiful state. It's Midwest, which means that people are very friendly. Um, it's, uh, Detroit is coming back. It's got a lot of creative people now, and jobs are coming back. It was a wonderful place to grow up, Johnny, uh, because people talk to each other, and they care about each other. And uh, I, I, I know that I have a Midwestern heart. 
and that I'm a humanist. Okay, we've got to take a break. Uh, I just want to say I know that I'm a humanist from my growing up. We'll be back, and that's that's our last time. And I want you to tell people how they can get a hold of you, please. Of course, when we come back from the break, yeah. yeah, I'll be happy to share my contact info. I think this has been a very valuable series we've done. I really do. Just people listening to us talk. That's what I hear. There have been 1,500 people who have downloaded my hour. I think that's nifty. But I wish. Mike Zorick, a three-time California state champion in Greco-Roman wrestling at 114 pounds. Mike, blind since birth, was born in Hartford, Connecticut. He was a six-time national placer, including two seconds, two-thirds, and two-fourths. He also won the Veterans Folk Style Wrestling twice at 152 pounds. In all these tournaments, he was the only blind competitor. Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with his daughter and helped her fine-tune her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for The Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the BBM Global Network. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it. According to the American Nurses Association, there are approximately three and a half to four million nurses in the United States. So where do all these nurses work? What kind of roles do they have? What kind of education and training help to prepare them for so many different settings? What kind of impact do nurses have on patient outcomes? The World Health Organization has announced that 2020 will be the year of the nurse, honoring the 200th birth anniversary of Florence Nightingale. An international initiative called Nursing Now is underway to raise the profile of nursing. The National Academy of Medicine has convened a committee to create the future of nursing 2020 to 2030 that will focus on how the nursing profession can create a culture of health, reduce health disparities, and improve the health and well-being of the U.S. population. Learn more and join Joyce Batchelor on All About Nursing, Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on the BBM Global Network. And Johnny DeBrito, my guest is going to give you how the, the, the information about how to get hold of him so you can call him up if you have any questions and learn a lot. Yeah, so my 
cell phone number is still a New York number. I haven't changed it, and I probably won't ever. It's 718-753-0967. And if you'd like to write me, I'm Johnny.Debrito, and it's spelled J-O-H-N-N-Y dot D as in David, E, B as in boy, R-I-T-O at cbrealty.com. That stands for Coldwell Banker realty.com well done well done you know Thanks. so much- and yeah we 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 were on on break there i wanted to tell everybody all the listeners that we were talking about you being from michigan and and uh not all the attention was good attention right right a lot of judging they judge people <laughs> a lot forever forever even if, you're not, even if you're not there, they talk about you. Especially when you're not there, right? You're, yes. you're, the city, you're, you're in the Big Apple now. I, I heard from a childhood friend uh, that she had talked to a mutual friend, and, and um, uh, Janet said to my friend, well, do you know what Alice did? She went off and left her children, which I never did. And I said, is that why she doesn't like me? But I never did that. What I did was I, I went to California to find a place to live, and they came right away. That's so it. That, you did what you had to do. No yep, need I, to be judged. I know. No need, so, no one needs to, that's not the attention we want. But it happens. That's life. Well, yeah, it happens. But when you learn what kind of attention to give someone that they need, you don't do that anymore. It's very empowering to know that that is our first core need. And without it, we are very unhappy and disconnected. And we, uh, we leave. We leave. That's what yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm convinced that and that's you've just You've just shared something personal, so I'm going to share something personal. I'm going to say I give my wife the attention she needs. And that happens over dinner almost every night and we communicate and we talk about what we've got going on, what's happened, what's happening and what's happening tomorrow. Like this is really important for both of us to be on the same page and to give each other the attention through communication, through talking it through. And, and I don't know, do you come right home and sit in front of the television set? You don't have to answer that. No, we don't, we don't even have cable. (laughs) (laughs) So we're listening to music. We've got some candles going, candlelight nice. dinner, and we're having a glass of wine maybe, and we're we're cooking at home most nights, and we're we're talking and we communicate. We do a good job. It's not and, always comfortable communication. It's not always the easiest talks, but it's important. But Johnny DeBrito, this is why we have become friends from the beginning. Because you are a humanist, you know that human beings, you know what they need. If you don't know, you ask. You don't. And this is what, and this is what my wife told me. She needs, she needs constant communication. She needs to know everything and know what's going on. And, and, and for me, I'm a little different, right? I'm kind of laid back and easy going and, and she's just, she just likes the details and I, and that's just who she is. She's uh She's a caring person. She's a Libra, if that means anything. She's always going above and beyond for everybody. And 
she always wants to help. So I think that's the root of it. Well, bring her to New York when you come for a visit. Oh, yeah, I will. And and you haven't met her yet, but you'll meet her one of these days. <laughs> you know, I think I did meet her for a minute long before you were married. Or was that your daughter? I know you have a daughter. Might have I met, yeah, I met no, some beautiful it would have been. Woman. It would have been. Yeah, it would have been Avery. It would have been Avery that you had met. Because around the same time that you moved to New York was when I started dating her. Oh, really? In the winter? I, I moved on November the 10th of 2009. It was supposed to be the first. Yeah. But the, uh, but and within, uh, within your first year is when I met Avery. And we met and started dating immediately. And, and that was in that same year. It was, it was actually July 2010. But that's we would have met by then, and if you met any woman, it would have been her. Yeah, well, she's. What can I say except that you're a very handsome couple? We're having a good conversation, Thanks. aren't we? We've gone from talking about the responsibility of humans to follow through and to let people know what we're doing and to ask the question. What kind of attention do you want from me? Do you need from me? And if you don't know, discover it. These are really items that need to be talked about. By all. That's right. And you know That's what? Right. I am so excited because I called up to congratulate a man who had just gotten an award from our private high school. He's obviously much younger than I am. But we are both uh, uh, um, designated or we've been voted um, some uh, good alums. Designated good alums. It's not quite that, but almost. Um, outstanding, something like that. And uh, he is supporting a math, an incredible math um uh, program for kids from relatively poor neighborhoods who traditionally would not have come across the math that he's got going. He's got two professors from Wayne State University, and these kids are so excited about what they're learning. It gets them into college. It's the most, mar there's a documentary that I love. And I got it from a group called Roadrunners. I think Roadrunners. The documentaries are so marvelous. Next time I'm going to know exactly the name. But I read in the I read in the New York Times this Sunday that the lady in California, who's the head of the Board of Education, said that what's going on with certain people learning math is a social justice issue. Because it leaves these people out of good jobs and things. Well, I called my friend up. He called the professor up. And I'm going to have a radio show. Nice. And I know. And, and they're going to get recognized for the programs that they've started. They are so good. The re results have been so good. They started with the 10th grade. Now they've been asked to do the 9th grade. Is that not marvelous? And that's so. Crazy. Yeah, and, and that's. So, that's California? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just so excited. This is what I mean by 
one minute. Well, Johnny, thank you so much for coming again. We got to touch a a lot of subjects. And if you ever have some news, call me and we'll do it some more. Be well. Of course. And I I hope you get some. I'll, I'll see you when you come. Okay? Yeah, and I'd be happy to get back on the show anytime. Thanks for having me back. You're welcome. And I, I welcome anyone who needs help in, in real estate. Give me a call. Happy to help. Okay, we're, we're happy off. Happy to help any way I can. Thank you. We'll be back next week. And everybody stay well and get the kind of attention you want and need and give it to others. Goodbye for now. This is Alice Aspen March signing off. You've been listening to Attention Matters with your host, Alice Aspen-March. Tune in each week as Alice will provide tools, insights, and an innovative perspective on how to consciously give and receive quality attention here on Attention Matters. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.